All right, we're back with another episode. Come on, Cowboys Experience. We're live with the UK Cowboys, and we are about to get this going one way or another. We got Mike, we got Paul, we got Barry Griffith in the house, man. What's going on? How everybody's feeling? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who's that crazy guy? (laughs) Hey, what's up, fellas? We we got another surprise (laughs) guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the the question is, though, is how are you, Law? (sighs) Well, four and two, man. If you Mm. were to tell me, man, hey, the Cowboys (laughs) heading into week seven, they will be four and two when Dak Prescott went down. I would say, you know what? I'll take that. Yeah. 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 We shouldn't be having the conversation right now of – um, the Cowboys could go to the playoffs. We shouldn't be having that conversation. No, uh, no, nah, nah. still too soon. It's too, it's too soon. I, I just look at it like this, though. Uh, we do have two back-to-back home games, and mm-hmm. uh, they are against the Chicago, well, Lions and Chicago Bears. So we okay, man. We we played mm-hmm. the, the heaviest part of our schedule on yeah. the front end, and we came out four, four and two. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, you can't really, you can't really complain with that. I mean, we kind of knew going into this game against the Eagles and that, like the kind of walls were against mm-hmm. us. We were the underdogs, etc. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, if we were to get the win, hey, it's an added bonus. It beats those dirty birds, but unfortunately, it did not. So, but, right. hey, <laughs> but, but the show must go on. Hey, I, I, I think a lot of people even had, even with Dak, I think a lot of people probably the Cowboys are four and two. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you get Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and at Philadelphia. I mean, it's there's three tough there's three tough games. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And, it, and you think about it, they they did it with backups. They did it with mm-hmm. missing parts, and they've done two the two Super Bowl teams from last year mm-hmm. and two division rivals in their stadium. Right. Yeah. And the yep. first time they gave up more than twenty points in all six games. Yeah. And and then us, a lot of those mistakes could have been like. Kind of been avoided, like the takeaways and stuff like that. The fourth down situation where Dante Fuller jumped mm. offside—that mm-hmm. that 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 could have been three points instead of seven. So there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts in that game. That, I think the other big mistake is why didn't why didn't they challenge CD Lamb's? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that, yeah, yeah, that that that. that, that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coaching is supposed to step in on that. Uh, let me ask y'all three: Are are you guys team Mike McCarthy? I'm so far, yeah. You still, yeah, I'm still am. What about yeah. you, Barry? You still all in on Mike or? Yeah, I mean, right now you gotta, you gotta be. You know, it's uh, <laughs> like, like you said, four and two. I'm, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm happy yeah. with that right now. So you know, at New York, at Philly, Tampa Bay, and Cincy, won three out of four. So, and only gave one time in six games, gave up more than twenty points. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I mean, think about this, right, Law? Mm-hmm. That game, the Eagles didn't win that game. Is the way I see it. Okay. Oh man, got... you, you gonna make everybody hangry over there now? Go keep going. <laughs> oh, I mean, like... I've, I've got, I've got ammunition for that as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it is that you can take twenty points off the board from mm-hmm. the errors of um, Cooper Rush on mm-hmm. the interceptions. Take that away, the Cowboys win. But you know what? You, you we were all waiting for Cooper Rush's. You know that that turnover that regression to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was coming. It was coming. It just so happened to be that that regression <clears throat> all happened in one lump. It all happened in one go, yeah. rather than it being you know 
gently out across a few games, but it was coming. But if they didn't have the takeaways, they had Hertz's number. They, they, they like 150 yards or just over in, in passing. They were pretty good on the run game for the most part. Right. Yeah. It was basically they, they put the, the the Cowboys offense put the Cowboys defense on short fields in bad situations, and the Eagles managed to capitalize on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if there's one thing I will give the Eagles credit for, they did do the run play option quite well. Um, yeah, it did, it, it, that kept it, Parsons it, in check. Exactly, and yeah. and but we did get to see Parsons. He did contribute through the game, and this is mm-hmm. where my this is where my beef with Eagles fans <laughs> is right now. It's like for them to say that Hassan Redick is better than Mike I'm sorry, but that is that is the biggest. Biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, like Hassan Redick only recorded what one tackle, four, mm-hmm. three pressures, one QB hat, right. and yeah, and, and he wasn't even dropping back into coverage in that. And you had Micah Parsons go back to coverage, almost got an interception, I might add. Yeah, right. seven, seven total tackles, three so three of them solo, and one tackle for loss. So I'm sorry, but who was the better player? That player, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, Parsons is that guy. So I I get it, right? The Eagles always want to do comparisons and analysis of of their players versus our players and their Mm -hmm. defense versus our defense. And and, and they try to say, well, Cowboys, here come the excuses, you know, because y'all lost, because y'all going to say that we didn't have Dak Prescott, blah, blah, blah. But when we look back (laughs) at everything, yes, you look at it and say, all right, if the defense for the Eagles was just that great, did they put a finger on Cooper Rush? Did they sack him one time? Nope. Mm. No, there was no sacks. No sacks. No sacks. Right. Right. So uh, and, uh, and and Zeke, they 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 failed to stop Zeke with six point two yards per carry. Right. I find I find there, I find there was three only three QB hits. That was about it. That's the only time they actually brought to rush was just through the QB hits. But that's not really a statistic that it gets right. really recorded as much. So, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of actually making the play and actually going back, uh, back in yards, no, they didn't do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think love. I think Zeke loves playing Philly. <laughs> he do. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, indeed. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, because. And that's the yeah, but the, then here's the good thing about the Cowboys' backfield with the running backs is if Zeke is having a big day, people will go, "Well, where's Tony Pollard?" But it works the other way. Is if Zeke's having a quiet day, Tony Pollard is the other guy who suddenly steps up and he's having mm-hmm. the big day. So uh, it uh, seems to be if one's on fire, the other one is a little quiet, which isn't. Uh, people will complain about that, but think about it. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing no. if a guy is going for. 90 yards and a touchdown in one game and the next game he's doing 20, 30, 40 mm. yards. And the other guy's going the other way. That's not a bad thing because it's all about body maintenance as well. There's 17 games plus the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I think the balance approach should be a, a, a mixture of Cowboys, can we get to anywhere to 20 to 25 mm-hmm. passes with the quarterback and then allow the balance within the balance of the running backs? I, I would look at mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott anywhere for 15 touches. Must. It must be 15 touches. And and Tony Pollard, if he can give you 10 touches, that will be a, a unique and wonderful recipe for the Cowboys because when when it's balanced, I think that we play our best games. And when I look back at the Eagles game, 
they play more like Cooper Rush. Like, like, like. Hear me out. Hear me out. Put the don't don't shank me, guys. But <laughs> Jalen Hurts played more like Cooper Rush than Cooper Rush played like Cooper Rush this last game. He was fifteen for twenty five for one hundred and fifty five mm-hmm. yards. Those are things that I look for, right? I look for that out of a backup quarterback. And unfortunately, we tried to sling it all around the field against the Eagles and the strength of their team. As if I can look at it right now. The secondary, they they got guys yeah. that can pick the ball off and scrape and, and cover pretty well. Mm-hmm. Passive defense is the, yeah. the, the their big thing, yeah. And you know, if you you fall into the trap with them as well, and this is where they're quite good, is that if you fall into the trap of of trying to chase the game, right? Then they're all over you. They're all over you. you you've lost it, <laughs> right? You know. Because it's like you literally play into their game, and they they were playing with a good level of tempo too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is crazy is I was reading somewhere that uh, their third quarter, uh, um, both offense and defensive production, is one of the worst in the NFL. Yep, zero so points. they get a hard, they get ahead <clears throat> quite early mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the game and just slack off in the, in the second half. Well, I, I got this before we get into any other detail. Uh, I, yeah. I was saying uh, even in week one before the season kicked off, I said you do not want to peak in September nor October. Around this time last year, you guys remember there was another team, a bird team, by the way, the Cardinals. They were 7-0. <laughs> and and everybody yeah, was like, they're going to the Super Bowl. They got the MVP, Calamari, the defense, Buda Baker, and all of those guys. They got a vaunted defense. And then – they was right with us in the, in the playoff, uh, sitting on the couch after after the first week of the playoffs. So you don't want to peak too soon. And I'm not trying to throw any jabs at the Eagles, but you know, I'm just saying you may not want to peak too soon. It's a long <laughs> season yet. Yeah, eleven more season. games. True. And speaking of eleven yeah. more games, Barry, can you tell us about Cowboys' experience? What we got in a few days. Yes, sir. This Saturday at the Toyota Music Factory on the Texas Lottery Plaza, mm-hmm. we have Sam Williams, Tyler Biotish, Kenny the Shark Ant, and of course the world famous now Sheriff the Crazy Bar Horse. <laughs> going to make another appearance, today, you know, Saturday. <laughs> yes, indeed. And that's from uh, two to four p.m. Registration at one thirty. Down at the Lowe's Hotel in Arlington, we have the Drew Pearson Hall of Fame bash with Drew Pearson himself, mm-hmm. his teammate and wide receiver mate back in the day, Tony Hill. Uh-oh. And, oh. And, and, oh. Our, and our good buddy, Isaiah Stanback. And that's from uh, time changing that now. It's 4.30 to 6.30. So it makes it uh, more advantageous for everybody there also. So. Hey, hey, Barry, can you tell us a little bit about Tony Hill? Because, I, uh, you know, I, I think that – is he? do you have a chance? Well, he don't have a chance. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, no, you know, really the crazy right. thing, he has great stats. I mean, he has great stats. Yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, if you look those up, I mean, they're awesome. But I don't know. I, I think it just – look how long it took for Drew to get in. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, there's always an outside chance because, I mean, that was a thing back in the day. I mean, you look at Drew and Tony Hill and Tony Dorsett, Mr. Third Down Preston Pearson, of course, then Captain Roger. I mean, uh, uh, some pretty awesome weapons back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. But Barry, Barry don't, don't suppose that these events, the USA cheerleaders, are going to be there in appearance, will they? Uh, you said cheerleaders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of former cheerleaders. The current cheerleaders, of course, are on, on kind of lockdown on some of that stuff. But uh, uh. we have some uh, some really wonderful uh, – in fact, and then we have Natalie, who's, uh, who's kind of really involved with the making of the cheerleader squad. You know, she does a lot of the interviewing and things like that. But – you know, she's um, does our some of our MC work. She sits in the uh, Law Nation and uh, Cowboys Experience Media tent there and yeah. tries to grab. Of course, I think she had more pictures with a horse last time than anybody. Without further ado, we have a special guest on the show, Barry. Without further ado, would you like to introduce him? Oh, okay, he's ready to go. Okay, so yeah, he's here. Yeah, so we wanted to. Uh, one of the big things we want to do with this program now is is to kind of focus on a lot of the meaningful side of life, and um, in the areas of faith, finances, fitness, family, and this guy checks all the boxes. So, mm-hmm. so if you talk about an awesome guy that can just uh, a, a, one of those great mentors in life, I'm so blessed. He's a friend of mine, and, and like I said, an awesome guy, and uh, former Dallas Cowboys lineman, former. Um, Drummer in a band too back yeah. in the day, money and touching that free reign, but uh, right. with all the other online guys. But now it's his own company in this crazy world. He's gonna give us some financial tips, maybe some basics, but talk about his company and uh, you know, in this crazy inflation times. But uh, Corey Proctor, Pro Capital Wealth. Woo! How you doing? Yes. Hey. And also, hey just, to, just, just to add to it, I want to say happy 40th as well. Happy oh, 40. yes, yes. Happy birthday. I even Happy missed birthday, I sent a text today, a belated one, because I just wasn't on Facebook birthdays yesterday. So. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, it looks like I'm you're out of the there. office, though. Are you, are, you, are you having a good day? Because you're out of the office, it looks like, enjoying the sun and the... Out, yeah, oh yeah, out of the office right now. Baby girl's got tennis practice. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. She up in, I don't know, randomly, because I didn't play any tennis growing up, but <laughs> randomly she wanted to play tennis. So oh, that's awesome. Hey. Like, let's go. Yeah. We're, we're outside right now, so I apologize if you pick up any window. Oh, yeah, no problem. Give, give us an overview, Corey. Maybe start off with an overview about your company and how you got started and that, that kind of thing. And then, and then maybe some some basic tips for the listeners, maybe what they could do right now and, you know, just in, in these crazy times. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I, um, I, I started Pro Capital Wealth Management based out of South Lake, Texas and in dfw here and um you know i had never any intent on going in to the financial realm um but it was kind of a place that god brought me to and uh what had happened why i started this company was um in high school my junior high school i rear-ended a lady mm. she ended up filing a lawsuit um and which really affected my mom and stepdad at the time and so uh you know year later come back and they're and they're living in the apartment my freshman year of college and um so it 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 brought a whole lot of stress and you know undue stuff on them and uh heavy burden to carry and so they had to work their their way out of that and so that left a mark on me so when i came into the nfl you know i was kind of you know deep pocket short arms even though i didn't make any big contracts i was worried about that repeating itself and so Mm um you know on top of how plenty of the horror stories you hear from guys playing in the league, but uh, I ended up doing really well with, with my portfolio. And so 12 years removed from the NFL now, um, 
you know, I don't need the, I don't need the league. Mm. And um, thankful for that. And so financially, my, my wife and I and, and our kids, you know, we're okay. We're fine. We don't have to have that worry where a lot of people do. And, um, and, and so it ended up leading to the birth of my company that I started. And that was essentially the purpose of Pro Capital. The people that we work with, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not necessarily trying to build people's wealth. We'll manage assets. We do all those things. We do investments, all those good things. You know, we'll do re- retirement planning and asset allocations and college planning and all those are, things are great. Some insurances, but I always, I always tell people my experience with asset managers is, uh, and you know, as an NFL player, they're busting down your door every chance they can get. Um, but all my experiences, most asset managers starting in with the money, they don't go anywhere else. And um, that's all great. And all those are good things to put in a plan in place, but. You know, if that's all you're worried about is money, you're leaving blind spots. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, where the first place that I go is more risk management where I'm looking for train wrecks. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're, you know, my at 20, I might have been able to lose it all and go gain it back. Um, but at 40, with a wife and two children, I have zero intent on starting over. Right. And, um, and so the people that I work with are the ones that are like, you know what, we're continuing to build our legacy, but we just want to make sure it doesn't get stolen. And, right. you know, as our faith comes into it, you know, the enemy comes for only three, three things to lie, uh, lie, kill and steal, lie, steal yeah. and kill. Right. right. And so right. he wants to lie to you, fill you with uh, disbelief. He wants to kill any relationships that you have. And he wants to steal any influence that you, the God-given influence you've given, you've been given, and resources is part of that. And and so if I can limit somebody's money, I can limit their reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we do is look for train wrecks that could potentially destroy our plan. And and so in a nutshell, I'm looking to put somebody's life in a, a vault vault where it's not subject to judgment and lawsuit or some other major train wreck. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing of mine. And I would, I'd encourage people like right now, you know, as we're looking, you know, markets are crazy. Economy's crazy. Um, inflation is insane right now. Yeah. Right. And so everybody's facing these problems to different degrees, but, and we're, and we're looking at more. And so things that I would look at right now is like, okay, if you're looking at your investment portfolios and you're having to take a big gulp, just like me. Um, you know, what you need to have prepared is to lean on your cash bucket. You need to have plenty of cash on hand to lean on that and not have to realize any sort of losses if you don't have to and pull out of that investment portfolio um, and, and be prepared to weather this, this storm through 2023. I mean, we, we have an administration that is completely bankrupt, economically bankrupt. And, um, uh, and they just want to spend like crazy, you know, and they, and they want to squeeze these interest rates when interest rates don't cause inflation. Cash flow causes inflation and so much money supply that we have out in the market right now is the reason this inflation is so high. And uh, and so they need to squeeze that. But the problem with they with with uh, our governments in the past is they'll squeeze interest rates enough so far that they might cause something cause something to break. Um, and so, you know, that's why 
you need to have plenty in your cash bucket right now. Save a bunch in the bank in case you have a rainy day. Watch your spending, right? Don't make any wild extravagant spends right now that's going to deplete that cash bucket. Um, but be prepared for heavy, crazy markets through this whole next year. And so um, why? And, and so I'd say like, OK, you could say you could ask Corey, all right, if I'm not um, necessarily focusing on that or I should ride that storm out knowing right. that cycles come right. Bull markets end um, and bear markets end and they eventually reset. So if that's the case, say, what could I work on? Well, if this is the case, if you're if 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 you need a little takeaway from that, this is the perfect time to start focusing on the major other areas of your life that might be affected. Stuff's like like your estate plan, right? I need to make sure that my assets aren't subject to probate or something should happen to me. Um, majority of people don't have any sort of guardianship papers when it comes to their minors, to their children. Big facts, um, yeah. And it's not automatic in every state where if uh, I pass away, guardianship is left to the surviving spouse. It's not an automatic thing. So um, you need legal documents in place to make sure the government doesn't have any or the state doesn't have any overreach when it comes to your children or your uh oh, we, we might have lost you, Corey. And that's some good, great, great stuff that Corey was uh, speaking. And uh, hopefully, if we get him back, we can uh, ask him what would be a best place to start. You know, and I know he was talking about liquidity and all of that other uh, good things as it relates to oh, cash flow. Oh, he's back. There he he's back. He's back. He's back. I'll, I'll try to hold it down for you. <laughs> he, said, he said, "Lo was saying, you know, as far as the best thing to do first, and I think probably that is to call you first, right? Yeah, call." <laughs> Yeah, we're, oh, we're, you we're muted, huh? There we go. Hello. Hold on. One minute. There we go. We building the plane as it fly. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, Corey, you you've muted yourself. If you just press unmute, and you'll be free. Okay. Oh, sorry, that's great. See, I think you'll come back and come folks. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some great, uh, entertaining, uh, and interesting uh, elements that he was talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Were you guys picking yeah, up what yeah. he was saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. It's probably it's probably somewhat different compared to here in the UK, but it's still relatable. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. can we? Yep, there we go. I think we can hear. Well, you you're back. You're back in, mate. Hey, sorry guys. Where did yeah, I just No problem. Keep going. Where did I leave off? Here's um, just as far as the crazy time you're talking about wills and guardianship and mm -hmm. guardianship. Oh, yeah, yeah no, these, mm -hmm. those those are huge. Like, I mean, it, provisions provisions in your financial life to make sure that you know your assets or your money's going to where you want it to go, and not to uh, probate the hands of the government. About two billion a year gets lost in probate every year. That's money yep. that's already been taxed. Um, or somebody else can't contest for your state. And I'll, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I had a, another former teammate of mine, and I was explaining the issues with probate. The problems with probate is that when you pass and you don't have any sort of estate plan in place or a probate bypass uh, a tool, um, and if your assets are subject to probate, well, it's a public process. So everybody in the mom can see what you left and who you left it to. So privacy is a problem. 
Um, so if you know anybody that like got bombarded by phone calls and sales calls after losing a loved one, that's why. Right. Uh, the second problem to that, it's contestable. So if you have a if you have a close relative that you don't have a great relationship with that thinks they're due part of your estate, they can come make a case. By law, the judge has to open it up and hear the case. And I have an example where um, one of my former teammates had that happen to his dad. He goes, well, my aunt willed my dad um, the, her house. He goes, when she passed away, my uncle contested the will in court and the judge gave the house to his uncle. And, um, and so a will is good, but it's merely instruction for probate. And so you need to have some of these features in place to make sure every portion of your life is um, going where you want it to go, right? And so um, I would encourage you guys, especially during these crazy times right now, like get those structures in order. That's, mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't emphasize that enough. As, as somebody who's been through it, through his own family, and, and, you know, if you're somebody who has multiple marriages, you're adding more dynamics mm. and there's more intricacies to it. So there's a lot. So, Corey, your team of people, do you guys handle most of that from A to Z uh, of what you just said there? Yes. Mm. What's the name of the website? So uh, we got a lot of listeners over here so they can jump in there and. Yeah, yeah, go to ProCapitalTX.com, uh-huh. or you can just Google ProCapital Wealth Management, and you'll see it in South Lake, Texas there. Um, go investigate for yourself. You go take some. You can go look at Google reviews, all that stuff. Um, but it's go there, check us out, get some information. My founder's video is on there, so you hear my story and, like, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, you know, these, these are pretty crucial pieces for uh, somebody's life, uh, everybody, right, but mm-hmm. especially for for somebody who's you've, you've built up some sort of nest egg that you don't want subject to some sort of uh, government intervention or um, disinheritance or, or lawsuit in general. And so, um, you know, I tell you, you know, some people don't worry about it. Like, babe, that won't happen to us. Well, okay. A study came out in 2017 that said the average American has an over 30% chance of being sued in their lifetime. Mm. Um, over 40 million civil suits get filed every year. In our population, that's a 12 to 13 percent chance of you getting sued at any given moment. Um, and so, you know, at 2017, the average income was, I want to say, it was about 50 grand. Now it's a little over 60 grand mm-hmm. in the United States. And so, okay, let's say you live in a neighborhood where I live, close to South Lake, Texas. The average income is is 200,000. Right. And so, okay, let's put you in a, a nicer nicer neighborhood, or um, like we serve some athletes. You put a cowboy star on the side of your helmet. You think the probability of your lawsuit just went up? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, these are these are major pieces that a lot of people don't think about. And so these were pieces that I had to add into my life. That this is why I say this was a God thing and not my intent, because He was like, "Listen, you went through this. I need you to show people how to do it." Yeah. yeah. Just recently, uh, Devonte Adams, a wide receiver. Uh, for the Raiders, I think he pushed the sound equipment guy. I think that that guy is going to be willing to sue and get multiple money back too. So I think that your company will be able to help assist something like that. Is that true or? Yes. Or now, I'll, I'll tell you, I've had people come in 
and they're like, okay, I got this lawsuit. How do I protect my assets? Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing. If that lawsuit is preceding any sort of movement with your assets, um, you're out of luck there for that specific lawsuit. But I wow. always tell them, get on it now, because what if you walk out this door and get into another wreck and another one jumps on you? Wow. So it's, I mean, look, like I'm not advocating for anything, but that quarterback in Cleveland, right? Cleveland. The the guy who had the big from Houston that's facing all these oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. right? Oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'm like, Watson, yeah. Okay. Watson, yeah. Right, yeah, him. So if he's got so any of his assets that could be subject to the lawsuits pending right now, but if he were to take care of business right now, any other uh, further judgments that might be coming against him could potentially be circumvented, um, and any of those assets could potentially be safe from that right so um you know there's instances like that where like you know i'm not advocating one way or another for the guy but um i'm i'm just saying if if you're like me i'm I'm not willing to start over so (laughs) you know i'll go fight anybody all the time but like i've i've built up our life and i want to make sure my wife and my babies are taken care of so Mm, agreed no doubt Well, well, thank you so much, Corey. It was awesome stuff, as always, and uh, we appreciate you. And uh, let's go watch uh, go watch your daughter play some soccer. We thank you so much for jumping on. Hey, hey, oh, hey, man. hey, hey, you guys. Go hey Corey, I'll go ask you one football question. I know you with yeah. your with your daughter out there. Uh, I think go. I think we was talking a little bit when you was at the Cowboys Experience event. Can you update me on your thoughts with uh, uh, Tyler Smith? Oh, come on, man. That dude is rolling right now. He's, he's, like, he's everything I expected and hoped for right now. Uh-huh. I mean, this guy, yeah, he's made some rookie mistakes. I mean, like, and listen, you're going to yeah. put Aaron Donald against him. You're not going to struggle a little bit? Please. All right. All right. But this guy is doing so good. His run game is taking <laughs> off, including Terrence Steele's, right? Yes. Um, yes. yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Old line talk. They just finished. Uh-huh. And, I, and I tell you what, man, I'm like, I, I love it. You know, coaches love it. People, that jazzes the stadium up when you see Terrence Steele run around and pancake a dude <laughs> out on the perimeter. Oh, yeah. That's the coolest thing in the world. I get jacked, man. I love it. Yeah. What he did to Avanti Maddox was just sheer, beautiful, just pancakes all over the place. So it was just absolutely fantastic to watch. And even this block on Fletcher Cox for that running touchdown of Ezekiel Elliott, like no one does that to Fletcher Cox, really. No when one. you really think about it, no one does that. And Terrence Steele had a fantastic game against the Eagles. Like, despite the loss, there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, he did. He's playing well too. And a lot of positives you can take from this game and go forward. As in, like you're saying there, loss, like you don't want to peak too early, but the way our offensive line are steadily growing and growing week by week, they're getting better and better. So yeah, one one last little plug for Corey too. Uh, not uh, this Saturday, but the week after, ten twenty nine at the Lowe's Hotel. You can uh, you can get Corey's autograph and ask him a financial question right away. He'll be there in person. So uh, so he'll be there with Drew Pearson and Rocket Ishmael. So yeah. oh, Rocket, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Dude, hey, you gonna hear a crazy story? Listen to his testimony. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, right? You need to uh, talk about it that night. Rocket's testimony is insane. Yeah, we're going to try to get him on next week, next Wednesday. So, 
Get, get him to tell you stories, face story. It's nuts. Yes, sir. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, well, we really appreciate you, Corey. And, uh, and hey, talk to you soon. Hey, yep. thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks so Corey. much, Corey. Cheers, Corey. That's Corey. Come on. Put your hands together for him, man. It was great to have him on, man. Uh, uh, risk management, you know. This guy can talk about some wealth and help a lot of people out. So check out his website. I posted it in the uh, chat area. So guys, check it out, especially uh, if you want more details about his businesses. And yeah, of course, I think the management. most important, just you're going to get a good, honest opinion. The guy's mm-hmm. awesome, man of faith. I mean, Corey, you don't get much better than that. He's a great guy, and, and I highly endorse uh, him and his business for sure. Mm-hmm. And he'll talk to he'll talk to you guys for hours about offensive line play, and uh, that's why his face lit <laughs> yeah, up. That sounds like yeah. my type right there. Yeah, you got him fired up there. Yeah. 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 He's ready. Honestly, anything talking about anything within the trenches, that's my that's my off. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Paul. That's Paul's expertise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He said he was a swing guard for the Cowboys, so uh, he knows all of the the ins and outs of it. He said he's not on the level of Zach. But, you know, he tried. <laughs> and so he gives us very yeah. good details, especially about that offensive line. It would have been interesting because he played, which is quite ironic you got him mm-hmm. on this week, because he played both for Dallas and Detroit. Oh, yeah. And Miami. That's how he's oh, ended yeah. on a bad, bad, bad knee injury. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he uh, it was kind of funny when they had that band that time. It was him and Mark Colombo and Leonard Davis and then yeah, some other Shorter guy, musician, but it was unbelievable. They played heavy metal type stuff. Free reign. If you look that up, free reign. <laughs> did Did Tony ever jump on a, a stage with those guys? Um, I, I'm sure he, he did. Nope. Tony was more of a karaoke guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was more of a, a the journey. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Him and Journey, yeah. I think, were. <laughs> yeah, it's indeed. Good old Tony Romo. <clears throat> yes. Um, uh, well, we got uh, speaking of quarterback, we got Dak Prescott news. Uh, yeah, over, yeah, under. Just hit, just hit my phone as well. Yeah, yeah, hit your phone. Yeah, so you guys think he's going to play this weekend, right? Or are they going to so. wait one more week? I <laughs> I think okay, put, was, put it this decision way: decision was made up last week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, we was talking off air to Law, but I've got uh, an article coming out for the blog and the boys today. It's out now, and I put in there about the two quarterbacks up against each other uh, in this upcoming game. And I had to change it because I said it was Cooper Rush. Mm. So, so you gotta... And they won't make me change anything unless they know something. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so we already know that. Uh, the Cowboys ranked, uh, we average 18 points a game on the offensive mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Uh, we eliminating defenses or holding defensive down to like 16 points, uh, give or take. Mm-hmm. How much of a spark will Dak Prescott bring to the table being a quarterback now, or will it be more of the same? You would expect that well, huge, a huge, a huge difference, but you would expect the average to go up substantially, especially against this defense. Yes. Uh, the lines. Yeah. Yeah. This, this defense is, it's perfect. It's a perfect game back for Dak. Perfect storm. Yeah, it is nice. When you think that the Lions are giving up the most points to any opposition in the NFL. 34 points a game. Can you imagine wow. they hey, they allow 34 points a game? And yeah. the Cowboys need a spark. We need somebody to step up. I was, really, I was willing to say, hey, come on, Jerry. Come on, pick up the phone. Call someone for maybe a wide receiver. Do we need a wide receiver or, or, or are we okay? As of right now, I'm 
I think it's just because with the inconsistencies with what's been going on and stuff like that, I think with no doubt being in the fold, we'll start to see those wide receivers start to come out. So I think yeah. for now, we're okay. I tell, you, I tell you what I'm excited but, but, about is these is these two tight ends. I mean, they're yeah, Ferguson and Hendershot. Yeah, you know, yeah, good game. You know, I think Dalton Schultz. This, this might be his last year if he don't get healthy. You know, he's. I think it's very encouraging with Ferguson and Hendershot. I'm I'm was excited about that. I was kind of I'm kind of predicting this already. It's like the way how Ferguson's already kind of stepped up to the plate in, short, in a short space of time and like you're saying there, Barry, is with the injury and stuff like that. Um, why would Jerry and Stephen want to pay the, that extra big contract when... Yeah. I mean, I like Dalton Schultz. I like him. I do. He's a safety, he's, he is a safety blanket for Dak, but really, like... <sighs> We know what Steven's like with his Mr. Catboy himself. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's crazy if yeah. you go back when Dalton Schultz was drafted. I mean, how much who would have thought like, oh, he's gonna be the next really good tight end for the Cowboys? And same with Ferguson. Well, well we said and that with sudden, we, we said that with Jarwin as well. Yeah. 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 And Jarwin injuries thing. got in the way. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's the That's ironic unfortunate. thing. He was a great guy. We, we love Blake Jarwin. He was really yeah. I did a picture for him for you yeah. once. Did you ever give it yeah, to him, Barry? Yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. You did. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, what is ironic talking of Jarwin is when you look at Hendershot and Ferguson, that is exactly what they had before with Schultz and Jarwin. Yeah. They're the exact yeah, same thing. When you look at them both. I think I think Ferguson's starting off a whole lot faster than Schultz Definitely. right now. Absolutely. Uh, they 100%. got a new nickname for him. Shout out to 105.3 the fan, Fergershot. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fergershot. You know, we need to have t shirts, hats, and stuff. Oh, you, you could just you could just see the target icon and a sniper scope type of thing with end of shot and oh, but you, that, that, you, that's nice. Here's one, though, to ask you, though, that when you think in, say, three years' time with development and all the rest of it, though, because uh, this is where what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, Ferguson is better than Henry. Like, Henry's shot just needs to slow the game. He needs the game to slow down for him. Like, mm -hmm. everything's going a little bit too fast, and he doesn't know how to uh, react to it. But I think once he reacts to it and he understands mm -hmm. the game a bit more, I think he'll overtake Ferguson, but what do you think in say like two or three years time of development, who will be the better tight end? Just as a projection for what you think. Overall, I think that if if Hendershot, you know, um just just fix up his blocking technique just a yeah. little bit, yeah, I think yeah. he have a higher ceiling. Now Ferguson mm. overall is, is he he's he's better than than most yeah. of the tight ends on our team average wise because he can catch out of the backfield he's sneaky he's willing he's a willing blocker yeah. uh and he got subtle speed so i look at all of those mm. things and i think what hurt uh hendershot was you know his situation in college with the domestic violence and everything and yeah and that yeah. kind of muddied the waters and it pushed him back but if mm -hmm. he never had those hiccups and and everything was dropped. By the way, uh, everyone that's watching. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I just want to put that out there. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can tell you that he would. I think more teams would have looked at him earlier in the draft or what have you. And I don't think that he would have been undrafted. So uh, I yeah. look at all of that. I, I think that we got a unique team. I can tell you what. Sixteen million for Dalton Schultz. 
Yeah. I don't see the Cowboys paying that anymore. You know? <laughs> and it's quite ironic. You see him coming back injured and hobbling. And you know exactly what it is. He's he's starting to worry about these guys taking over. That's why he's willing to come in playing with an LC injury, you know, a PCL injury. That he's mm-hmm. willing to do it because he's, he's thinking he's, if, he's I, if I give them enough rope, they're gonna mm-hmm. end up taking taking my feet away from me. Well, that, well that, that's it. If, if, if it feels threatened because he feels as though he's going to lose his job, like yeah. despite he's he's already got that um, franchise tag yeah. contract right now, but end of the season, that's where it matters. It's like he needs to be on the field if he wants to get that new contract, and and not just the Cowboys' attention, but all other NFL fit all the other teams in the NFL because they'll be like. Hmm, do we run a risk paying X amount of money on a guy who's injured, etc.? It's so many factors when it comes to making these decisions, but trying mm-hmm. to, to improve your roster. So, um, I just don't see it happening next year. I mean, I hope Dalton can come back and really like, set the world light on fire, yeah, and make a really tough decisions. But the way how Ferguson and Hendershot are kind of going yeah. in this trajectory right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of look yeah. and say, you know. Okay. So. Well, well, to, to to segue to that then, Paul, mm-hmm. to a question for you and you, Lauren Barry, or, and mm-hmm. anyone at home, is um, what does Dalton Schultz need to happen? Say he comes back oh. in this game or Bears, what does he need to have by the end of the season for us to go, yeah, he's worthy of a long-term contract? For me, I don't think it's necessarily the amount of touchdowns. Or I think it's just more of actually assisting Dak getting up the field more mm-hmm. than anything. It's getting into those red zone areas it seems to be the more important thing, getting that communication with Dak. And if yeah. we can get, get touchdowns from Dalton, then great. But he's going to have to help assist getting that ball upfield. Yeah. That's the primary thing. For me, it's the primary. The points will come on after that because there'll be other wide receivers, there'll be all the other wide receivers available, um, etc. etc. Like, and we know what Kelly is like, he likes to kind of um spread out the 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 reps between different players, so Mm. um, so that's where I'm that's where I would think that's where the primary focus is, is just to help get all the yardage up for Dak and get the Cowboys into a really good. Uh, position in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just need to get into a rhythm, don't they? That's what it is. That's that is rhythm. If he can get back to that same rhythm from last year, then great. He's like we he's... know this for a fact, right? That, that with Cooper Rush, they are not going to walk down the field and walk a touchdown into the end zone. You you can just see it. That it go, they, oh, but, on a consistent between, level, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, here, and that's yeah, what you yeah. wanted to see. That's what you want from a, a, a good quarterback, especially in that Eagles game. What you mm. need is a guy who's going to walk the offense all the way into the end zone. With Dak, that would happen. Yeah, well, that would happen. Here, here's, here's, this, here, here's this. Oh, here we go. Here, here, we, go, we, here, are, we, go. here we go, yes. When, when you even, it. especially with Ferguson and Dalton Schultz, I don't see Dalton Schultz just – with that PCL, you know how long it it, it lingers. I don't see him separating it. from Ferguson. So uh, coaches say this all the time: when you are even, you go with the younger player, right? Yeah. So of uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that Ferguson and Hendershot, uh, by the time Dalton Schultz get really ready, I, I think that we will already be in rhythm. 
Just like just like this on the defensive side. Jordan Lewis versus Dayron Bland. You Ooh. see, Dayron Bland. In the slot. Ooh, I like the I like I like the stick. There's like no that. separation that much from Jordan Lewis and Dayron Bland. I think that the Cowboys are doing themselves a disservice by not and and shout out to you, Jordan Lewis. I know you watch the channel. I appreciate you and your family. Nevertheless, I, I just look at it like this is the truth. Dayron Bland, he's bigger, faster, stronger, he's younger, and he's cheaper. You probably need to go with that, Cowboys, because you would get more play, and he would not give up on a play like Jordan Lewis. He plays through the echoes of the whistle. Yeah, and what's good with Bland, in some ways he doesn't make sense as a slot receiver, but he managed to make it work. But right. what is happening, what you've seen a lot nowadays, is you know that the, the, the big slot receiver – that you're getting a lot of now coming into the NFL. But mm -hmm. what's good is because Bland is this bigger type corner that can play the mm -hmm. slot. That's a good way to combat your big slot receiver. Yeah. You like Jordan pancakes? You like pancakes, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. And you see when you put that hot butter on it, he slides off. Mm, yeah. That's Jordan Lewis. You know, he's sliding <laughs> off the player. It's like yeah. hot butter on pancakes. I need my DBs, my defensive backs to hit. At the hip. And, and I'm not getting that. <laughs> Barry, no. what you have? Okay, well, I'll play a little music here again now. I just got another plug for you. <laughs> So now, thanks, thanks to Law Nation Sports and his endorsement for Dayron Bland, appearing 1029 on the Texas Lottery Plaza. Uh oh. It's Dayron Bland. <laughs> Dayron Bland, baby. There we go. Good, let's good, go. Good, let's good. go. So he'll be out there on 1029. Come on. Yes, sir. Yes. We from Saturday. That's a great, great we, uh, follow up there, <laughs> Brody. <Bratty. laughs> <laughs> yeah. met his dad out there in training camp. So mm -hmm. good thing I was talking good things about him. You know, I said, man, that he was wearing thirty at the time. I said, hey, that number thirty, he is flying out there. He makes thirty look good because we remember Anthony Brown was wearing number thirty, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, man, he look, he he looks sharp out there. He's aggressive. He's physical. And and the guy was like, yeah, say some more, say some more. I said, yeah, and he got speed. <laughs> yeah, say some more. I said, yeah, man. And I looked around. He said, yeah, man. He got a, his father got a deep voice, and he said, yeah, that's my <laughs> son. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Bland, shout out to him. He follows the channel as well, and and yes, Dayron, I think that he plays through the echoes of the whistle. And, and trust me, I'm not saying that because his father was right next to me. I'm saying that because th those were my eyes. You know seeing him play i tell you what one thing i'm really interested in seeing and this is going to be way ahead of schedule what anyone anticipated is the mount clark oh, oh my things. gosh law yeah. Yeah. play your music again uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, so one more plug here paul redder mine was also on 1029 appearing the young people to be some stars hopefully coming to cowboys experience we turn them into stars and put some put some michael tovar magic moments on them <laughs> yes indeed hey damon clark um just unbelievable uh i know the storyline it was more of a of recovery not an injury y'all mm -hmm. because uh they found that it was it a herniated disc 
that needed to yep, be yeah, repaired. Spinal, spinal, yeah. spinal deal. And uh, hey, they saw it in, in in the combine, and they was like, hey, we need to clean this up. He could have said, no, I want to get out there and make sure that I get drafted, but he didn't follow mm. the money, right? And it was Cowboys uh, training staff or or medical doctors that found that 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 nerve deal that needed to be repaired. And yeah. The Cowboys drafted him, so that's that's an amazing story. I can't wait to see him out there. And what's ironic is it's very similar. It's a very similar injury, which is why the Cowboys medical staff picked it up with what um, Leighton Van Der Esch had, Van Der Esch. you know, with mm-hmm. his neck injury. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. So they dealt with it. They knew what they were looking for. They knew how to go like a procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, so really landed in the right place to get the right um, attention to it all, you know? I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go on, go, go on, go on. No, go, go, go. No, go on, I, I was pretty much wrapped up. <laughs> no, okay, I was just going to say, because he's, he's practicing now, I think, right? Because I reached out to Broadus yesterday to just uh, see if I get an update, and I haven't heard back yet, but... Yeah, he's uh, been as out there. As, uh, he has been out there. I don't know if he's in full pads and helmet. Yet. Right, right. I think he's just basically participating through the paces, like walkthroughs and stuff like that. So, but even in that, it's still an accomplishment for like for what he had to go through. And but all credit down to the Cowboys medical staff. They have mm-hmm. actually yeah. done wonders over the years. Like we can mm-hmm. mention, like so Jalen Smith with his injury with the whole knee. Like when we drafted him in the second round. People mm-hmm. say he was never going to play football over again. Right after that, mm-hmm. after that, that 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 game in college, uh, was it the Senior Bowl that happened? Uh, uh, before that, I think the, the uh, yeah, it was in the he had it, it he was had against Ezekiel Elliott team. It was against the uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 yeah, but so you've got him. You've got like. LVE's neck injury, you've now got Damon Clark, that Prescott's finger injury ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, it's kind of roughly the same part, but even with the knee injury from last year for that Prescott as well, the medical staff have just done absolute amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and full credit to them. I'm waiting on one more person, and, that, and that's James Washington. I, I need to see him mm-hmm. out there on the field. Uh, he had the broken foot, and the medical staff was saying that. He is the only guy that don't have that that quick recovery. It seems something yeah. else is going on. I hope all is well. But with wide receivers, you need to use your feet. Yeah, yeah. because we got asked that question last week in the mailbag. And so we went to the Dallas Cowboys to ask those guys. And all of them were like, yeah, it, it, it's cold on him. Like, there's nothing. Like, if there's going to be anything that we hear about Washington, it's going to be after the bye. But when they've asked Mike McCarthy, he's like literally not in a rush. He's okay. Just okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which seems a bit weird. Take Whether vacation, he knows something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean like with Damon Clark. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not surprised, <laughs> you know, he wore a very sacred number. For 33. Them. Yeah. Very sacred number. So, uh, that's like the people's choice award. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, it's no surprise he's back as early as that. The one I'm confused about though is Jabril Cox. Yeah, that's a that's that's really that's that's another one I tried to get some scoop on because he's been out to our event a few times. Great guy, really great guy. Yeah. Let me just spill the bag here, Dan. Let me just spill the bag here, Dan. The the small conversation that I had with him. Hmm. He's a tweener. Safety, see it safety linebacker, mm. and the role—the role that he—he's—he want to embrace 
is J. Ron Kurt's role. Mm, now you I see why. See now you now, now you see it. You know and that hybrid off ball linebacker type role. Yeah. That's mm. that's the role. Uh, when I had the small conversation, me and uh, Boss Cowboy, uh, we were talking to him, and he said, "I I, I really want that one." So mm-hmm. so not a full four linebacker. I look at his college tape. I, I see that the guy got speed, and mm-hmm. he got good mm-hmm. size, uh, but not the big size for a linebacker all the way. Yeah, and yeah, to be like a thumper type. To be yeah. that, you know. So maybe maybe the. Maybe it's a good wait for us. I know we're anxious, but it's a good wait for us. Yeah, yeah, because maybe maybe that's maybe that's we'll see what happens. Because is Jaron Jaron's is this his last one or was he a two year deal? One more. I, I think they squeezed a two year on him. Yeah, yeah, um, right, two year. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the other, the other I'm absolutely certain actually he did, yeah. Yeah. Because the other part is Hooker and Donovan Wilson are playing so good, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hooker is not getting enough love, I think. Yeah, Hooker, Hooker been solid. Been safety, safety in general. <laughs> leading yeah. tackler, leading tackler on the defensive side last game, and and top yeah. the second place tackle uh, the game before that. So he's yeah. been a tackling machine. And, and Paul, you you know yeah. football like this, right? What do that mean when your safety is getting all of those tackles and not your linebackers? Yeah, it means that defensive line is doing their job. Oh, but what else that mean about your linebackers? We need, <laughs> we need some more speed at our linebacker. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to bash LVE nor Anthony Barr, but sometimes we will look at the tape and, and they'll be a tick late or a dollar yeah, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anthony Barr's definitely, you can see the age is catching up on him. He's not mm-hmm. Anthony Barr that we all <laughs> traditionally know him as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a really good point that you made there, Law, like in terms of the speed and stuff like that. I think it seems to be like they're kind of like in that Sean Lee type of scenario. They're trying to be the place at the right time, preempt, like mm-hmm. kind of predetermine where they're supposed to be. It's kind of worked so far, but we are missing that speed in that that middle of the field right now. Right. So, right. but but uh, I'm just looking at Donovan Wilson's stats right now: 44 total tackles so far. That is Oof. ridiculous. Yeah, Donovan rid- Wilson. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> He played the role that Curse is playing so well that I'm looking at it like, let me get Donovan Wilson back at that spot. You know, I think that he was more electrifying. I'm not trying to cause any chaos with our safeties. Mm. I like what J. Ron Curse brings to the table. Of course, he rarely missed tackles. But I'm looking at the, the, the subtle speed that Donovan Wilson got out there that, that we can see that, man, we miss him at that spot too. Yes, mm. some, some, of, some of the hats I'm coming off just from the middle of the field down to the lane of scrimmage. Yeah. Just, oh, my gosh. Oh my He's God. a striker, isn't he? <laughs> he had a sack he last – Donovan Wilson had a sack last game, right? And the yep. previous mm, two games did. before that, I was banging on the table. I was telling everyone, can we allow intentional groundings to count as sacks? Because he would <laughs> literally have three sacks for the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's so – he's, Total is 44 total tackles, 33 of them are solo tackles, 33 alone, oh my 11, assi- 11 assists, 2 sacks, 2 tackles for loss, and 2 pass deflections and 1 interception. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's, that's good. That's good stats there, man. Uh, and that's only week 6. Week 6. <laughs> we're, we're not even 
We're let's What was that? Before before last week, he was ranked what number number two, and then Hooker was ranked number four. It's like what the heck? So that's very encouraging. I mean, we haven't had safety production like that in a long, long time. Mm, Nope, certainly not. Certainly not. So, how do you guys feel about uh, when we line up with three three safeties on the field? Uh, now, mm. how, how do you feel about that, uh, Paul and Mike? For me, I don't really care to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'll be perfectly honest. Like my, my main forte is mostly defensive line and offensive line, like because that's the position I used to play. So, but in terms of like however Dan Quinn manages to come pull at the magic hat where it comes to secondary, I'm fine with it pretty much. Um, but if it's two safeties, one free safety, one strong safety, it doesn't really matter. Like, it just really depends on the scenario. Really, I think we're seeing it, and where we seem to be in the right place at the right time. Like, there's been moments where even that Eagles game, where it should have been picked off, it should have been there, but it was right. just like so. The opportunities are there, so I find the way how putting free safeties out there, it seems to be working right now. So I'm okay. happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind because I like the the way it can confuse the defense. But you've already mentioned yeah, the, the big problem. Yeah. The, the, well, the big problem with having the three safeties is you you can make it work, and like mm-hmm. you say, with a hybrid position. But what you do need is you need fast linebackers in order to do it to keep mm-hmm. that, get... to keep everything ahead of you. And as good as LVE is, and he's mm-hmm. a good thumper. Uh, it, 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 here's the problem: is LVE isn't a Bad linebacker. He's not. He's just in the wrong scheme. He needs mm. to be in a three-four scheme as a thumper. Uh, That's how I see it. You see him a three-four as, as that thump, that thumper guy, and in that role, it, it fits him a little better because it's it's not even LVE's top end speed. It is him going from stop to to that top end. You know, like the acceleration speed. It, it's not there. It's not, and, and then he's he's hesitating before he hit the hole, right? If you got to squeeze yes. down through the B gap, he's like, yep. "Oh, do I, let, me, let me make sure that the running back is committing through there." Yeah, yeah. And 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 they say I, this, and I know Paul know about it. Don't um don't don't meet me to the hole, beat me to the hole, and lazy feet don't eat. So sometimes when he's sitting there stopping his feet, I'm looking at it like, no, I need for you to get downhill, yeah, yeah. make that mm-hmm. play. And those are things that I'm looking at when I look at college tape. I know yeah, yeah, Jamal yeah, 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 Clark yeah. would make that hit. He would squeeze mm-hmm. in there. I, I, I've seen before uh, a, another guy that's on our team that's been a healthy stretch, uh, Devin Harper. I've seen him shoot gaps. I've seen him go hook to sideline. I just yeah. don't see that from on a consistent level from our linebackers, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, because I, I, I'll let you kick in now, Paul. Sorry, but yeah, I was going to say the one thing. Another good scouting term they use for the linebackers that's very fit into LVE is "go slow before you know." Okay. Yeah. I, I thought, we got a guy all these linebacking-isms, uh, man. You show right about that slow before yeah. you know, yo. <laughs> no, slow. It's just like keeping yourself square to the line, shuffling, you know, waiting to see where the linebacker, uh, the running back shoots. And when you do, that's where you go. Uh, but you're right. He's, he's hitting them too early, and it's kind of like he's second-guessing. I disagree. I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was waiting for your reaction there, Paul. You're, I was like, did, did I didn't hear all this stuff. I, 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 I'm sorry. I completely disagree. Like, LV, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Vanders is playing a lot more conservative, yes, but he's, he's fourth leading in solo tackles. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's, he's bad. I'm not saying that. But, but he seems to be, this is what I was kind of making the whole mannerism, but the whole Sean Lee, Sean Lee reference, it's like he seems to be at the right place at the right time. I mean, he's like 21 solo tackles, 18 yeah. assists, that's 39 total tackles. He's actually, hold on a minute, so in terms of total tackles, he mm. is currently second. And the guy ahead of him is Donovan Wilson. But in terms of solo tackles, he's actually ranked fourth. That's more than Micah Parsons. You're talking about, okay, let me pull up his stats too, yeah. Uh, yeah, 24 solos, 12 assists, yeah. I mean, he's grading out pretty well, you know, uh, but it goes to show you that, for example, he got 24 solo tackles. He played over 300 and, let me see, 327 uh, snaps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that this is a whole different team, and I, and I hate to bring him up, but yeah. Jalen Smith – he got fifteen. He got fifteen solo uh, tackles with ninety eight snaps. And then the, the, there again is, a, you know, a similar situation with Jalen. I know this can be a touchy subject, but for me again, it was just speed. It's not that they were bad players. It's just speed. It's speed or, yeah, slow processing system. But you know, yeah. I will tell you this. Uh, LVE is playing better ball than Barr right now. And Barr has one good game, and that was the Cincinnati Bengals game. I'm trying to figure – look, you guys may be looking at me saying, hey, man, Law trying to get these guys about it here. No, but I'm trying to figure out how I can make this team uh, 2 to 3% better on that linebacker or 50% better. How? You know, we're looking at that. I think that's why a lot of us are just so – just waiting – maybe impatiently for Jabril. I mean, before he got hurt yeah. last, last season, I mean, every other play, it seemed like they called his name out in on a tackle yeah. or something. It was like, so I don't know, you know, wh- you know, why the wait there, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not even, it's not even actually been on the field yet. Has he? Uh, I think he was active for one game, I believe so far. Cause I'm uh, looking at the stars. There's like, there's no any recordings of any assists or anything like that. So I'm just kind of, What's the holdout if he's, if he's yeah. ready to go? Well, then trying to find out about those two for next week. Yeah. That's a weird yeah, one. Yeah, and, you know, with LVE as well, I, I, something where he does come in handy is those mid-range third downs. Like, yeah. when you think it's like third and fourth, third, you, you see him coming down, he bears down, and he's usually the first guy to he's get the, the ball carried. Yeah, he's the guy that hits that A-gap, like an absolute freight train. He, yeah. he does it well. He does do it well. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just or, saying that. Or is this a trade-off on – and I know Dirty been doing a great job. Not a wonderful yeah, job. Yeah. A great job. He's doing that. Uh, that's but, my guy. Uh, that's your guy, yeah, Dirty, right? That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Former <laughs> London Warriors head coach. London you Warriors. Talk, you're talking about a UK legend. See, you don't yeah, have UK. to appeal to us over here. <laughs> I, I, I knew I had to throw that in there. Uh-huh, yeah. So with that being said, do we need some extra help on that front? Because when Big Bo got out of there, you know, because he was hurt, he's, he's gimpy. Do we nope. need to pick up the phone call and call Sue or somebody? You know, nope. 
Nope, 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 oh, nope, nope. Are we okay? Nope, nope, nope. We okay? We, we I, I, okay I, I, with everything? <laughs> I, I, I'm very comfortable with our defensive line right now. On the like, front, okay. On the front, like Gallimore is stepping up right now. Odigizur is stepping up. He just needs to be more controlled with his aggression, especially after the whole altercation with Jason Kelsey in that game. Mm -hmm. Other than that, like, they're they're beating the guys in their gaps from the A gap to the B gap. They're de they're getting in there. Either they're lined up as a free tech or one tech. They're doing their job. They're forcing running backs to rechange their route and and basically closing down the pocket down the middle. So they're doing their job. Um, mm -hmm. And and uh, in terms of like the defensive ends, I'm perfectly happy as well. Like we we were just mentioning like the Doran Armstrong, who's like the uh -huh. unsung hero of the Dallas Cowboys yeah. right now. Oh yeah, like, five sacks. <laughs> yeah, career, that's his career best so far. Like yeah. he's he's well, actually matched his season best right now. But if he just mm -hmm. one more, then he's actually had his best yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard arguments. I heard arguments that Dorrance Armstrong right now is better than Law, Law and better than most <sighs> nah, of the guys no right now. He had five sacks, three three block kicks, whether it's punt or field goal, which were very yeah. crucial. You know, we was looking for one, one of those blocks this past game. So uh, <laughs> he could be a double-digit sack if everything kind of yeah. – well, you know yourself. You you know yourself. Like you know yourself, Lord. Like you you watch and study the film. Like for what Demarcus Lawrence does for this team, it, it does not go unnoticed. Right. He, like to the, the to the faint eye on the, t the TV view of you watching it on Fox or whatever, that you're just seeing the player that actually makes the play. You don't mm -hmm. actually see what the other defensive linemen are actually doing to help mm -hmm. elevate those other players to get into those positions. And that's the beauty about like so it's it's either a free front or forefront against five offensive linemen and they can help separate the gap, help open up the double teams. That's what Demarcus Lawrence is good at. He's opening up those extra gaps for mm -hmm. like so your LVEs, your Donovan Wilsons, like even the other guys on the <laughs> other side of the edge on the, on the weak side to get in there and make the play. So Demarcus Lawrence deserves a lot of, a lot credit, of credit for what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, second yeah. second in tackles last game. You know, from a defensive front guy or edge, and six solo tackles. You know, that's amazing from D Law. Yeah, so so according to ESPN right now, he's nineteen solo tackles, three sacks, mm -hmm. uh, five tackles for losses, and uh, one forced fumble and a fumble touchdown. Oh wow! Yeah, scoop and score, man. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, you got any questions over there on the uh, in the chat area? And uh, none no so far. Um, more just people saying what's up. <laughs> Before we talk about, and then we can depart, but we got to talk about the keys to the victory against the Lions. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Any yeah. one of y'all three can go first, you know, keys to the victories, you know. What's that quote from the, the film Mars Attack where the general shouts <laughs> to the president? It's like, we must attack, attack, attack. Oh. That's what we must do. Uh -huh. There you go. That's a good one. Mm. Mm. On defense yeah, or I, offense? How are we going to attack, Paul? <laughs> both. Offense, bo both. <laughs> like, more so on offense, because we need to make a statement out there. If that coming back, if, if he, well, hopefully, I hopefully, think he yeah. will be playing. I hope he will be playing. That means we can actually, like, right back. All the pressure's on you now. Like, what Cooper Rush has done for the team, and that does not go unnoticed. Fair play to you, Cooper. You've done a fantastic job up to this point. 
but that's now like he needs to now justify himself to say, okay, I am actually the real QB one here. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna ball out, prove everyone wrong. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, it needs to get in the 30s, I think, this week because yeah. the Lions with a week off, all those offensive weapons had some rest too. So yeah, we need at least at least I would say probably two receivers, probably like close to the 100 yard mark, um, and a couple of touchdowns. Mm. I would say, like if if Dak's like depending on how this defensive works, like again, it just depends how Kellamore does it. It depends if we start rushing the ball because I don't know too much about the the the, the Lions' defense up front. Like, what do you have the stats in their run defense law? Mm. Uh, their run defense is really bad. They're allowing 167 yards per game, which ranks last. Wow. And they're wow. also giving up the most. Ooh, eight, eight, eight. Oh, come on, yeah, Zeke and Tony. So, I uh, want this that, game to be just like that. So yeah. if that's if that's the case, then I would expect it to be more of a 50-50 shift then. Um, because you want to kind of, yeah. Yeah, run, run the ball, run the ball. They, they got one yeah, thing they, they, in their favor that they're fresher than us. That's the only yeah, thing that, they got. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, their run defense is, is basically in nearly every statistical category they rank last. Their passing defense isn't that bad. Mostly, it's their safeties. They got uh, Deshaun Elliott, um, who's doing okay, and they've got um, Jeffrey Okuda as well. Who was the ex first round pick? <laughs> but um, yeah, generally on on pass defense, it, it's it, it looks better than what it is on pass defense, but only because teams are just mm-hmm. running the ball consistently on them. So it, the yeah. passing defense looks better than what it does. Did, did you get a chance to watch? That uh Patriots game versus the Lions, twenty nine or zero. I haven't. I know they got shut out. Yeah, yeah shut out. Yeah, and, from a back and, and also from a backup quarterback as well. Uh, yeah, a backup ba- backup. Bailey Zappi. 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 I actually like him as a prospect coming out. I was quite impressed because he actually mm-hmm. Cowboys uh, this close. They, they they. I guess Ooh. Cowboys start talking too much about picking him up. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, um, if I remember rightly, Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Of all the quarterbacks that came out in this year's draft, had the most passing touchdowns by a long way, too. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So he did good. He but he was he was seventeen for uh, twenty one. Yeah. No. Uh, hundred and eighty eight yards off the top of my head against that game. I, I got a chance to rewatch that tape. But mm. the most pivotal thing, they had a guy a running back named Stephen uh, Jackson, I believe, and he rushed the ball for twenty five times for over hundred and fifty mm. something yards. And I said. That is the type of game the Cowboys need to bring to the table. Yep. And if twenty nine to zero again, man, we we will have a parade all down through Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the the Patriots running back you're talking about, he's very much the uh, like the, the the new James White over there. Yeah, know? big boy. So got, yeah, yeah. You had Damon Harris, who's the, who's your big lumper, and um. You know the new James White seems to be. Oh, oh, oh you talking about the other other one? I thought you talking yeah. about the big boy because he looked he looked like Legarrette Blunt over there. Yeah, yeah, Legarrette yeah. Blunt. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I like if we can present the power and finesse him a little bit, but I want us to stick to stick to our I, I identity because I do know that Kellen Moore, he's looking at Dak Prescott and he said, man, uh, they talking bad about my offense. I need to get back, back to being number one, top five offense, and he may try to sling it all around. But one thing I can, I can tell you guys, 
Jeff Okuda. Shout out to him, Grand Prairie, Texas on. You know, yeah. he is a guy that, that that at times he shows shows us a little flash. So yeah. uh, and yeah. they were able to force the Patriots into field goals. So it made the, the score could be misleading, but in that yeah. red zone area, they they forced a lot of uh and they picked off uh back Bailey Zappi one time mm-hmm. too. So yeah, uh, uh, the th- they've lost four games. Right, three of those games is by three points or less. So it's it's not that bad. But here's one: I tweeted this out today. So this is a nice one for you, Law. That the mm-hmm. cut ca- the Cowboys currently are rushing the ball on forty four percent of their plays. Mm. That's ninth highest in the NFL. The Lions are allowing five point eight yards per carry this year. Worst in the NFL. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Feed me. Feed mm. me to his own fall off. He should have a uh, He should you know what somebody ought to put Joe Looney in his outfit, you know, after the game. You know? <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the matchup predictor right now. So the Cowboys are seventy six point nine percent to win this game. Well, that's interesting when you said about that too, is it because the line came out the Cowboys were seven point favorite and you would think with Dak playing, it's going to move a little bit. They probably know, but still at seven, still at seven points. So maybe, maybe, maybe they already knew that it was Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, like this is a perfect game for Dak Prescott. Come back in, yeah, spin the ball a few for twenty passes, but to get like you know thirty rushing yards, something like that, twenty to not loads. And I know people are like, "What? That's not many for a quarterback." You think about that's enough? You think? That's what four or five, mm-hmm. at, you know, fresh downs, first downs. He's getting on those rushes. Yeah, that, yep. that, that's that's killed the game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's all about moving the chains right now. That's what it's all yeah. about. Food, yeah. food, food for thoughts, man. Uh, like I said when starting this, uh, this this stream, I said we played all, and Barry mentioned this too. We played all all of our difficult games already. But just mm-hmm. write this down in your mind. We got Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, yeah. Minnesota, New York, the Colts, Houston, nice Jacks, Philly, Tennessee, and Washington again. Out of that yeah. list before we go, who, who, who you guys are worried about? At, at Tennessee, maybe, 1229. Yeah, t- Tennessee probably. Possibly at Minnesota. I think Green Bay is going to be easy now. I mean, they're, they're off. <laughs> I, was just about, I was just about to say that. And it's after the bye. That's what's important. It's after the bye in Green Bay, which is nice, and it's before it gets too cold up north. Yeah. And the way how Rodgers has been been playing recently, it's not been especially that game. Not Rodgers at all. No, they they look horrible. That that game in London, like that was literally like Mm, the moment of Russell. That was terrible. That reminded me of Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl where he threw the interception, Mm -hmm. like the last play of the game, and and that was it. Like just like, why did you throw the ball in a more crucial moment? You could have just run the ball into the end zone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rogers, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson—they're all having some. I think they're it's really bad years. It might be that time soon. <laughs> Matt, Ra- time. Matt Ryan's burned out, man. I, I like yeah. last season. I was looking at him and I was just like, this guy's just completely burned out. He, he looks oh. tired. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I'm glad I'll be going to that game then. And <laughs> oh, I'll try and get some stats on all of them. I got tons of them. I got like about a hundred stats on this game this week. Oh, oh, it's sad. I live a sad life, Lord. Don't you worry. <laughs> I do nothing with my life. Okay, here's one for you. Uh, all right, the Cowboys have allowed 
they, they have allowed opponents to pressure their quarterback on 20% of their pass attempts. Uh, the Lions, however, oppose their quarterbacks on 22% of their passing plays, which is tied for second worst. Oh, wow. Hmm. It, I, Dak Prescott, if he's playing, I would prefer pressure. Yeah, he's one of the better throwers of the ball. Yeah, when he's yeah. under pressure. When, he, yeah, when he's getting blitz and pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like dirty. when they drop in coverage. Yeah. You know, it, it seems yeah. as if, though, that was yeah. his kryptonite. It, that's the weirdest mm-hmm. thing of all, right? Yeah. <laughs> when try, he drops seven DBs. Yeah. <laughs> Weird stat for Dak, you know. Uh-oh, y'all still there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, I guess it was on no, my. Oh no, no, yeah, no, you're okay. You're all good. You're all good. Yeah, it's like if you try and play Dak like a traditional quarterback, it looks ugly. You let him get filthy, get dirty. You know, he's he's getting up off the ground. He just seems to come. He's like an angry wasp. Right. You know. Right. Um, like you know, you you think of all the the, the great plays Dak Prescott's had. You know, like running into the end zone, diving over the top of players to get right. into the end zone, doing backflips and all the rest of it. That's Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Like Dak Prescott is not sitting in a pocket and throw. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, in years past, they tried to do that with him. Right. And gone like, and it just is not natural to him. Hmm. Yeah. So are we ready for scores? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. I may actually start. Who going to go first? <laughs> I'm going to go Cowboys 28, Lions 15. Okay. Mike, Mike, Mike. So Amon St. Brown is back, so he's good for a touchdown. If Swift plays, oh he's God. good for a touchdown. Sorry, 16, so. 16, sorry, 16. Yeah, let's go 14, so 17. 34 to 20, Cowboys. Yeah, I know. I'm going way more than that. I'm going for Zeke and Tony to have huge days here. And I'm saying it's going to be it's going to be 42 17 to Dallas. Wow. That's a good game. Okay, okay. okay. 42-17. I went 28-16. Right. 28-16. I went 34-20. Okay. Oh, keep in mind if you, if you want to play the average, you know, you know, D- Detroit Lions average allowed average what thirty four points a game. Mm-hmm. So, so Barry, you slick. He's in thirty four. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I'm gonna I, do I, is, uh, I, 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 I was going to ask one thing. So, so what would be everyone's bold prediction of the game? Like, what do you think is going to be the most surprising thing that's going to crop up into the game? Mine's is going to be where I should get our first pick six. Yeah, and it's Millie Cooker. Oh, Millie Cooker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, first pick six. I, I'm going back with Anthony Brown on that one. He need Before you give your score prediction, right, uh-huh. Law, I got one last little fact for you to give uh-huh. to you that's very good. That in the Lions' last eight road games, so oh, this goes back into 2021, mm-hmm. the Lions are 0-8. Ooh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh and nine, you know, let's be <laughs> oh and nine, dude. <laughs> wow, that's that's very uh, intriguing. It's a lock. It's a lock, baby. Oh man, I hate I hate when everything lines up perfectly. All right, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the trouble. It's better when the Cowboys are the uh, underdogs. Yeah, versus last game, right? You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so Barry already got my thirty-four. 
Let me go a little lower than that. Let me go with 33. Uh huh. And somehow we go weird number 33 to 16. Oh, so okay. So you're five points away from Maine, and you've got the. You've got the, you've got the you've got the, did the math okay. real quick on you, you know. Wow. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's so many I can play with right now, Stark, but I'm going to leave it there so I can just keep. Twitting them out uh, throughout the week. No doubt, man. Yeah. So th many. This was a pleasure, man. We got a chance to get some financial education there. And uh, shout out to Corey for jumping in. And uh, next week, who are we going to try to have on the show, Barry? Yeah, I, think we're, I think we'll try to get Rocket on because that would be Rocket. the Wednesday before he uh, his, his appearance. Oh, Rocket, Ishmael. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket, yeah, Rocket Ishmael, he's a great, another yeah. great guy. You know, great, this great guy, great uh, testimony for sure. Can we ever get him to uh, say that he was faster than Dion, or, or he's not going to say? We're going to try to squeeze him next week. So, yeah, there you go. So, we'll so, try and get it out of him. Yeah, we need yes, we need to hear this. We need to hear this story. We need yes, indeed, we need to hear that story. There, Rocket Man, boy. Yeah. Uh, and Cowboy Nation, those who watch him, prepare your questions for Rocket next week. I can't wait to see this uh, uh, event goes off and this weekend. So I can't wait to see y'all out there. Hey, as I said about the actual uh, don't meet me at the hole, beat me at the hole. Well, do the same for Cowboys experience. Don't meet us there, beat us there. Come on out this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Thanks, guys. You guys are the best. Thank you. Salute. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>